This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You ready, Steve? You ready to bust this case wide open? Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. What the heck is Ignator trying to pull here? They're pulling some sort of bait and switch, Steve. Oh, we're doing that one first? Yeah, that's what Shoot. we're doing first. What did you have as first? Um, building kit versus buying. No, we're doing this this ad first. It's, oh. actually, it's not really an ad. People were posting uh, these Ignator pedals in the group. Yeah. All bummed out because there's the version that you see pictured here mm -hmm. that looks like a square version of a centaur case. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone's getting this new version that looks like like a Strymon knockoff case. It's also really, uh, do you know what else? Okay. So there's so many, there's so many things. There's a lot of things going there's on. There's a here. lot of things going on here. Um, First of all, this first one gives off like heavy Vimaram vibes. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just a very uh like you go heavy and look at, duty, very clean line. You go and look at other pictures of it, and it's got Ignator like heavily embossed into the front yeah. panel of that pedal. And it like at different angles, it just looks like it looks like gold. It looks like polished metal with some sort of really cool like clear coat over it. It looks really classy. And then they're shipping out. Like people are buying them, mm -hmm. looking at that picture of that case design. And then they're shipping out this one with just like this very simple folded metal design. It's a bummer. I would, you know, my first gut in seeing that is like maybe they got knocked off or something, but the knobs are really unique. Yeah. And the knobs are the same on both. No, it is it they just changed the case design, but all the retailers trying to sell these are still listing. The old case design. Which is weird. It's like, it makes me wonder if the retailers even know. <laughs> they might not. It might be like a drop shipping thing where like no one's in the loop. No one actually knows what product or is even being if, sent. Even if they have them in the warehouse, it's not like they're opening them. They're just, they opened the one, you know, seven years ago and took pictures of it and never opened another one. Also the Eggnator site. You know when you like a site looks old, uh -huh. and so you go down to the bottom to look for the copyright information. The mm -hmm. copyright information on the Eggnator site said 2012. Yeah, yeah. it's almost 10 years old, uh, guys. And, and the thing that's rough about that is, you know, like Analog Man uh, gives his site gives off uh, Space Jam vibes. <laughs> um, yeah, 2012 internet is like the 1996 Ford Taurus of the internet. Um, whereas like, you know, the space jam analog man is uniquely placed in like 1997, 2012 internet is like, it could be 2004. It could be 2018. Nobody knows. It's just, 2012. We it's just, just generically bland internet. Yeah. We barely had Facebook in 2012. That's not true. <laughs> Steve had Facebook in college and he'll never shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I saw something the other day that was like really kind of weird to think about that I've been on Facebook for like 16 years. Yeah. Some not you and Zuck like go way back. Me and Zuck are bros. <laughs> Zuck are bros is what you I call, call him. Zuck a bro. <laughs> he just doesn't call me at all. Return yeah. my calls, Mark. Come on. You gotta you, you gotta message him about barbecue, then he'll show up. Is that what is that? He the loves secret? barbecue. Doesn't he have one of those eggs? And he loves it. That uh, sweet, sweet barbecue meat. So you have a Traeger? Is and a Traeger he is boy? a real human boy. Dude, I uh, I made a tri-tip in the oven. Ooh, now you're speaking my language. And uh, I thought it was undercooked, so I just threw it back in. Like I, I, what I did is I put it in there and I put foil on the top. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that'll help. Mm-hmm. But after the allotted time that I thought I was supposed to do, I pulled it out and I let it rest and I cut it. And it was, I, I did not like what I saw. You overdid it. I didn't think I did it enough. Uh-oh. And, and one of the things, the other thing is it just looked kind of gray. And I was like, I wonder if foiling it is like screwing it up a little bit. So I took the foil off and I threw it back in there for a little, another like 10 minutes. And it kind of makes me think, uh, of I feel like couple, you need meat supervision, Steve. I'm feeling things here. I'm feeling a little iffy about your meat skills um, right now. I threw it back in there and I just kind of makes me th- it makes me think that the burnt end people are onto something and i told someone the other day that i feel like burnt ends are like uh the cheese it extra toasty where it's like burnt ends are just like somebody failed quality control but doesn't want to admit it <laughs> and accidentally like made something that a lot of people still want to eat because it's got a particular thing going on but in doing this tri-tip, I kind of felt like if you don't generate burnt ends, it's probably not done. Like right. you, you have to generate burnt ends. Well, it's a very different cut of meat than what you get burnt ends from. I don't know what you get burnt ends from. You get it from brisket. Oh yeah, that is a very different cut of meat. It's a very but different brisket's cut of meat. also like a cut that's like very lean and stupid. But it's got that giant <laughs> chunk of fat. On the side of it. So does tri-tip. If I mean, depending on the tri-tip you get. It's a different kind of fat. Yeah, yeah, fair. So anyway, I, I, I waited until it was like parts of it were looking burned. And it was I ended up being the best oven tri-tip I ever made. There you go. I, I slathered the... I think the other thing that helped is I actually marinated, which I very rarely marinate. I, I brought it home. I put it in a bag with like barbecue sauce for like six hours. Just left in the fridge did that whole rigmarole you so anyways these eggnator battles <laughs> how did we even get on that i don't know i don't know what we're doing right now anyway um yeah it's a big old bait and switch uh it's, i i honestly wonder what's even going on at eggnator like do we know like what is the status of eggnator are they did they get bought out and they're being mismanaged or something i like have that? no idea i don't I don't know anything about it. I've never even heard of this pedal. Apparently, they've been out since like 2014 or something. Yeah. The goldsmith, they had the silversmith, and there was a black one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd say like we, we were looking on Reverb. You can buy used versions in the previous case, in the cool case. Yeah. For, for like, like 140, something like that. Yeah. If this pedal's good at all, I think people should snatch them up with the old case because this new case kind of feels bogus now compared to the old case like and it like the new case is doing it's doing the strymon thing which is fine 
which is fine. Like, like I, I think it look. I am at least this picture that we that we were sent that you got. I think it looks cheap. It does. I look don't think cheap. it looks like like Strymon. Strymon well, has it's doing a the Strymon thing. thing where it has the rolled yeah, metal. Sure, but it's. I'm saying like it's not doing it well. No, it. There is something about it that feels cheap, even though it's using the same knobs and the same layout. There's just something so much more substantial and like exciting about that other case. I don't know what to tell you, Ignator. You goofed. You done goofed by changing your case. I'm sure it's a yeah. lot more expensive than so, the previous case. So the uh, Ignator Silversmith is still being sold at Sweetwater. For how and, much? And, uh, for 200 And uh, so the same Do they price. have it listed with this case or do they have it listed with the old case? They have it listed with this case, but it's a Silversmith. So it's with a the old case. It's a different pedal, but it's the older style case. Yeah. So the silversmith is a distortion boost. The goldsmith is a overdrive boost. Overdrive boost. I don't. I know, wonder if man. they're supposed to be Klon styles with that original case that it had, because of visually that's what it's going for. Is that case style? It's just yeah. a square shape instead of a rectangle. So maybe someone out there knows the mystery. They know the answers to this secret. What Let is going know. on with Agnator? Let us know in the comments section. We want to know. We want to know what's going on with Eggnator because it's, they, I remember, you know, Eggnator was like real hot. Yeah. Um, especially in like, and I, I guess it doesn't help that like the, the, in the double O's, the church scene has moved to silent stage so much and yeah. whatever. Uh, someone's going to be mad that I called it a scene. Um, but, uh, back in, you know, in the double O's and the early tens, uh, Eggnator was thrown around a lot because people were looking for alternatives, you know, to your, basically you had Fenderhawk, your choices, the, the go-to choices. Well, they were, they were tube amps that could do a lot. Yeah. Like they had a lot of little switches on there that gave yeah. you a lot and, of options. And so your go-tos were like Fender, and they were affordable. Fender Hot Rod Deluxe, uh, PV Classic, uh, 30, PV Classic 50, uh, Vox AC 15 and, and Eggnator. Like a lot of people. Uh, we're getting these egg, the Eggnator tweakers and, and going with that. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, depending on the locality of your church, getting a, having a tweaker on stage might be something you already have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe you got into steak talk. Well, maybe it, it works, Steve. Can Ste- you really steak, not believe it? Steak and Eggnators. It works. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just don't know. Like I said, I, I don't I don't understand, and it's weird because there's so few of these. This picture, when you when you just Google Eggnator Goldsmith, you can only find like a couple listings of this, and everything else is the other case. So it must be like a recent thing that they're being put in this case. I wonder if they just have been selling so slow. That people are just now noticing yeah, that they've just barely gotten through the original run or something. Someone listed this case as the version two, but you can't even find. I I just tried to. Yeah, it's not listed anywhere as a version V2, two, and I couldn't find anything. Right. It just seems like they changed it and didn't, didn't tell anybody. Yeah. All right, know. let's tackle this uh, this topic sent to us uh, by Dan Pratt. We did a topic call out on the Facebook group and he asked building a kick guitar versus buying a similarly priced factory model. What's your hot take on that, Steve kick guitars? Um, you know, I don't know how it is now. 
Um, but I know back in the day it was just like, oh, you just don't get a kit guitar unless you really, really want to do the work. Yeah, um, a kit guitar is it's not a good way to get a good guitar. Yeah. It's and, a good way to get a lesson. It's a good way to get something that you learn how to work on. You learn how to do uh neck finishing, fret finishing, uh every little detail that it yeah. takes to put a guitar together and have it actually be finished. I actually have a kit neck right here. Right. And and I'll caveat this a little bit later, but um yeah, let's check this out. Like this neck is raw, capital R raw, rawer than Steve's tri-tip. Uh, there's no finish on it. It's just dry yeah. wood. It feels like it needs to be sanded. Like it hasn't even begun to be sanded yet. The fret ends, uh, they're they're cut, they're cut, they but okay. They're cut, but they could be a lot better. Why are these frets gold? They need to be polished or something. I think that's like a coating that's on them. Hmm. But the whole thing is like very far away from a finished neck. Where did you get this? Someone gave it to me. A listener was like, hey, you want a kit neck? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll check it out. Why, and is, just, it, why is it so soft? I haven't had a chance to mess with it yet. That That's normal? just what wood is like, Steve. Why are you trying to snap the neck in half right now? Just, why does this wood brand, Why does this wood break when I try to like break it over my knee? I don't know, Steve. You tell me. But it's a very unfinished sort of concept and from what i've seen from kit guitars this is just what you get right and the body's very unfinished you have to do finishing sanding and the priming and wood sealing and everything like that and then you have to learn how to spray paint it and then sand and polish and wet sand and everything in between you are buying a kit you are not buying a way to get yourself to a commercially factory finished guitar you are right it's like you go you go to the hobby store you're a boy scout or whatever you buy the kit to make a pinewood derby mm -hmm. it's probably gonna cost you 12 bucks you could go to the dollar store and buy a toy car for a dollar you are buying an experience you're buying a kit to do a project yeah i so, saw okay so that's you can go That's get a, a different caveat. Than, so the first caveat I was going to make on this is building a kit guitar versus buying a similarly priced factory model. I think at this level of kit guitar, if you're not really into it for the experience, even if you, I would even say if you are into it for the experience, this, what I assume this level of kit guitar is yeah this came from um, like this came from like the 100 dollar kit yeah so the really, there are, you can get like the warm off necks and things like right. that and that so, are higher end and so kit guitars in this range are notorious for like you bought them and like these tuning peg pre-drilled uh tuner holes might not fit any tuner on the market like visually i can tell right now that the last two are closer to each other than the other yeah, or something like that. Or, I mean, this is going to be real fun. None of, you know, this isn't drilled, so. Or the heel is the wrong dimensions for yeah, or a normal the, strap body. Or even, you know, or you, even if you buy the entire kit, um, you know, maybe some of the stuff that's reamed out in the, routed out, sorry, reamed out, routed out of the, in the body is routed poorly or routed wrong i've heard of people getting like this is probably like i i don't know where this is from this just looks like a like a saga style kit right right whatever you'd get like you said off of amazon or whatever for 150 bucks or whatever 
And sometimes the stuff I've I've known people have bought those kicks. Someone mentioned it's not a it's not the Greg Straub in the in the group said that he bought parts. Now these are parts um, that he was trying to buy. Uh, he bought a kit from Guitar Fetish, or he bought parts to do a kit. So it was like build your own kit, I guess, from Guitar Fetish. And he said that he cracked um, the uh, heel on the neck on mm. doing his own being a dummy. But I've heard of people buying, you know, the warm uh, the GFS body and a GFS neck and whatever, and they don't fit together, right? Even though you know they thought they would, or the bridge on the body is in the is like off by a quarter inch, so they have to like redo the whole thing. Uh, like you, you're never. Of all the stories that I've heard and the experiences that I've had buying parts bodies and parts necks and things like that, you're never cheating the system. Yeah. You're never, unless you have the personal tools and skills to build out of raw wood, Mm -hmm. the guitar that you want on your own, you're not going to cheat the system for the price of a guitar. The way to cheat the system is to buy a finished guitar, a cheaper finished guitar, like a Squire you know, like any cheap guitar, Squire, Epiphone, whatever, and do fret dressing and setups on them. Yeah. And then you will have cheated the system into getting a guitar for 200, 400 bucks that you through just through setup and finishing, like polishing the frets and little things like that, fret ends and stuff. Now you've got it playing like a 600, 700, yeah. maybe $800 guitar. You still have a guitar that, resale is going to go for less than what you paid for it new, but you were able to make it play like a better instrument. Yeah. We, we've kind of made fun of the guy over the years, but we have that guy up in, in South Oceanside, Oceanside guy, uh, who soups up, uh, squires and his, his claim to fame is that he replaces the wood screws for the bolt on neck with a machine. He puts in the yeah. machine, the metal inserts and, and, uh, makes a machine head, Machine and machine head, it's better than red, right? Uh, uh, you know, he uses machine screws for that, and he, you know, thinks that they hold tighter and they're, you know, over time, if you want to take the neck off and put it back on, like, right, it's, it's gonna you run no risk of ever having a heel crack. Um, and so that's one way to do it. The other way I was gonna say is, um, you know, I've known people who have done like semi kits, so they kit out a body and a neck from a place like MJT. Yeah. You mentioned Warmoth. When you go a little higher end, you can do that. Uh, you get your USACG. specifics. The, the tolerances on your specifics become a lot tighter when you go for higher end versions of parts necks. Yeah. Now, like if you go, for, you, you can go to Warmoth or any of these other companies, MJT, whatever. And the attraction there isn't, oh, trying to cheat the system as far as prices go, the attraction there is being able to get something that isn't commercially available from the builder that you like, from the brand that you like. You want a Strat with a really unique wood on the neck. Like you want Purple Heart fretboard for some reason, you can Mm -hmm. probably get it Mm -hmm. from Warmoth or something like that. And and in those cases, like maybe from a a killer guitar perspective, right, you can still kind of cheat the system, but you're cheating it in a in a different way. So, you know, you, you, you're going to pick your own parts and whatever. I know a lot of guys will swear by like, Oh, I got this guitar from MJT. 
uh, I got all these parts and I assembled it and I put in, you know, Porter pickups or whatever and right. Callum bridge and this and that and whatever. And they were like, uh, all said and done like a thousand dollars out the door. Uh, but, but you know, they, they were, they're like, I would compare this to a American fender. So, that, you know, they've saved 400, 500 bucks saved air quotes. Right. But if you're going like head to head, you know, similarly, similarly priced factory model, they're basically just saying like, I got, uh, you know, I, I paid a thousand dollars for strap parts slapped together myself and feel like they put together a better product than whatever Schecter is offering sure. around a thousand dollars. I mean, but then the trade-off is it when there's you're no resale, there's no resale and the resale is completely speculative because you are building something to your tastes and because there's not a brand behind it no one else is going to have any faith in what you built. They're just going to be like, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a parts guitar. Leave like us that's our, that's leave, where it gets categorized in our heads. Oh, parts guitar. It could be anything. Leave us know? a rude and nasty comment if you're mad that we're talking about resale value on kick guitars. <laughs> um, man, I had a, a... Wouldn't it be funny? No. Wouldn't it be funny if we had this mentality with other things? Uh, I'm not going to go pay money to watch a movie. I can make my own movie out of parts. <laughs> I've got movies at home. I'll just take the first act from this movie, combine it with the third act from this other movie, and then I'll put a couple seasons of my favorite TV show in the middle. It's easy to make a movie. Look, I just made a better movie than James Cameron over here, and I did it at home. <laughs> I feel like that you know somebody has already taken uh has already done this yes. with like an up mashing up star trek enterprise with quantum leap that's that's gotta be a thing right i've been seeing a lot of like bleed over of fandom in between star trek and uh uh, uh stargate <laughs> so i could see that happening like a stargate star trek mash yeah, mashup um I think I'm finally getting to now we're the nerd. Talk. I think I'm starting to get to the point in, um, no, oh, maybe I'll talk about that later. Save it for Save your it for new. What's new. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, there's, there's different kit things. And the, the counter to that is people would be like, well, I, I don't take my car to the shop to get an oil change. I change my own oil. And that's kind of, I guess that's, that's different. Maybe that's more like doing your own setups. That's yeah. That's doing your own setups. That's doing your own pickup swaps. You bought a commercially available guitar. So you bought a Fender Ventura Strat. Mm -hmm. It's worth like uh, a thousand bucks new. Mm -hmm. You take it home. You're like, eh, I don't, I don't really like these pickups. You put in a fresh set of like $250 pickups that you like. Yeah. You didn't increase the value of the guitar 250 bucks because now you have to subtract the value of the original pickups. And also the person that you might sell it to in the future doesn't care about the pickups that mm -hmm. you put in. So you lose value there too. But it's your project. You're having fun. That is the value. You shouldn't look at the guitar that you're having fun working on right. as an investment financially for the future. Like, oh, I did all this work. Now I'm going to be able to flip it and see a return on it. No, your return is your enjoyment yeah. while you're doing the thing. And that's what a kit guitar is for. If you think you will enjoy putting a guitar together, doing the extra finishing work, solving problems, which there will be on even even higher end kit guitars and stuff like that. You're going to run into things that you did not expect, but that is the fun. 
Yeah. Like anyone can go buy a ship in a bottle. Building the ship in the bottle is the real hobby. No one really wants to collect ships and bottles. They want the hobby of building them in there. You should make this into like shark teeth. <laughs> I have no idea if I'm ever going to do anything with that net because I look at it and the work that needs to be done is outside my wheelhouse. Like I am not good at spraying finishes and it needs to be sprayed with some sort of finish. I, I Well, this is this is, you know, rosewood or some rosewood equivalent. It just probably needs to be moisturized. This you could probably just back sand and then do true oil, yeah, or tongue oil or t t something, and you're done. I should, I but I want, I'd want to like dress the ends of the frets a little bit better. They're kind of sharp. Yeah, that for my I taste. Mean, that'd be something. I the do. nut is like the cheapest feeling plastic I've ever encountered in my life. I don't want really want to cut my own nut. This nut reminds me a lot of the Eggnator Goldsmith. The <laughs> cheap copy of a nut. Yeah, it is. It is like milk jug plastic on there yeah. it was not great it was 3d printed <laughs> it would be better if it was 3d printed <laughs> but yeah i just to recap what we said you're not going to cheat the system with a kick guitar uh but you are going to have fun if that's what you want to do mm -hmm. that's my hot take anyways so um, hot sponsors this week's first sponsor is Bigger Pedals, makers of The Loaf, or as Ryan likes to call it, The Low AF. I recorded fuzz. a video recently where I ran my new baritone through all my fuzz pedals. At once. No. <laughs> and The Low AF confirmed what I've been saying. It loves low extended range instruments. It just is thick and heavy. It's just a loaf. It's like a... I know it's, it's like named, a bunny. It's, it's named after the fuzzy. It's named after the cute thing that bunny rabbits do, but I still say it it stands for low AF because it likes low instruments. Bass, you run a bass through this, a baritone, a seven string, an eight string, it's gonna love this. What about a nine string? Nine string, you can do it. Ten string? Get your Jared Dines twenty billion string thing on there. All right. Yeah. Uh so head on over to biggerpedals.com. If they don't have anything up for sale. Get on that mailing list so you will know when something is on sale. Yeah. Or uh, check with retailers yeah. that sell their stuff. Uh, actually follow them. Follow Big Ear on social media. They've been posting when retailers have their stuff in stock. So, yeah. Huge thanks to Big Ear for, once again, supporting the programming that you love. Yep. This episode is also brought to you by the Lead Guitar Toolkit. Ryan, tell us about the Lead Guitar Toolkit. Well... Steve, the Lead Guitar Toolkit is a collection of apps. There are four apps in total. You can buy the four pack for $15 or you can buy them individually for five bucks each. Uh, we are listening to the Drum Beats app right now. It's got hundreds, hundreds of drum beats in various styles. I like to mess around with the randomize button. You roll the dice and you try to play along. Whatever comes up, whether it be you know some sort of simple, what is this right now? The Tombow Waltz beat, or a hip hop beat, some sort of Latin jazz beat comes up, a country beat. It's just fun to sit and jam to it. They've also got a, uh, a theory teaching app, uh, the Modal Buddy, which has actually taught me theory. My mind what? has expanded. I've learned things I've never thought I would ever be able to learn. They also have a Lick Master app that teaches you 
all sorts of little fun licks that'll help you expand your creative licks toolbox of licks. It's like a popsicle. It's full of licks. And uh, what else do they have? Um, oh, the, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, the, the, there's like a backing track library, the loop library. What is that called? <laughs> you have the apps open. Why well, can't I oh, remember the name of it? Um, the jam tracks. Jam tracks. Jam tracks. It's got a bunch of different styles in there. Full jam tracks of guitar, bass, and drums for you to play over with all the chords and scales, telling you exactly where you can go, what you can do. It's a fun little play box. It's a sandbox. It's a sandbox to play guitar with. I really recommend these apps. If you have something like the Fender Mustang Micro here, you plug it into your guitar, you plug in your headphones, it pairs with your phone, and now you can jam along to all those fun apps. So huge thanks to the Guitar Players Toolkit. Check out the link below to, to go get them. Absolutely. What's Ooh. new, Steve? Um, so many things, right? So many things are new. Uh, Nothing is old. Well, I was it's all starting new. to say, the, speaking of old, uh, I think I'm getting to the part in Enterprise where I always hear the archer is a bad captain because he's like a douche. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm getting to that part. He I'm cares more sure about yet. his dog than the mission, Steve. Is that there? There have been some parts where I'm like, dude, like what? And there have been some parts I thought were like really inconsistent, like. He got there was an episode where he gets really mad at Trip. I don't even remember why. Um, it's like this whole needs of the many, needs of the few thing. And I'm like Archer, you break the non-existent Prime Directive all the time. Uh, but I'm just getting to the start of the Zindi stuff. Oh my gosh! Uh, I've heard it's bad, but it's also the last season, so it means I'm almost done. And I get to the part where we find out who's pulling the strings behind all of this, which I already know. I, I know it is. But I watched okay. through all of Enterprise when my son was born mm -hmm. because I was staying up late with him, like to keep him asleep so my wife could catch him sleep. So I'd stay on the couch holding my son until like three, four o'clock in the morning watching Enterprise. And so much of it is so bad and dumb. I'm glad that I went through it at least once to understand kind of the lore mm -hmm. and like what's going on with that series. But man, I kind of don't recommend it at all. <laughs> you really got to have faith of the heart to get through Enterprise. Yeah, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> I I just keep going back to the next generation. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's what my wife and I are watching is the next generation. Yeah, I usually just fall asleep now because I've seen every episode so many times. I'm like. Oh, this episode, uh, yeah, wake me up at the part when this happens in 23 minutes. Anytime one of those episodes pops up where I know exactly what's going to happen and I'm a little bit disgusted by it, I'm just like, this effing guy, this is what we're going to watch. Okay, we're going to watch another Jordy is Horny episode. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we, we've we skip, uh, like all of the Klingon episodes. Yeah. Um, because, uh, uh, my wife said, and I, I get it, like, it's at night. You just want like, you just want to watch something where you don't have to like think too hard about it. And the Klingon episodes, they're all politics. All, well, it's not even that it's that they're all like set in the dark. Yeah. And so the whole time you got to be like, you're watching it and you're like, like trying to look real close. You're like, wait, did something just move? I can't tell. It's so dark. There should probably be, do they have lights on Kronos? Like what the heck? <laughs> there should probably be a Star Trek spinoff that is directly centered on like 
Klingon lore, but it's done in like a game of th- of, of Game of Thrones style. So it's like it's, it's set just, in the past. It's just pure fantasy drama. <laughs> <laughs> like all just like political battles and stuff like that. Right. And like people whispering in dark stone hallways and whatnot. I haven't watched Game of Thrones, but that's what I imagine have goes ha- on. Have we had the conversation about like Klingons? They always talk about how much they're all about honor, all about honor, all about honor. But they have they use cloaking devices. I like know, right. Nonstop. All about that cloak. My wife has decided that. Klingons suck as a culture. Like she's like, I don't want to sound racist, but I th- I think Klingon culture sucks. <laughs> like it's always a pain in the ass for everyone involved. Of, of all of the Klingon culture, or of all of the Star Trek cultures, is that? Do you think Klingon culture is the hardest one to survive in? I don't know. Romulans are so uptight. That's true. That's true. And they've got all these, you know, like prison camps and stuff like that. Like, like Klingons are more just like, Hey, we want to fight everyone, including each other. Yeah. But like, like it's almost like Klingons. They are all on equal ground because they're all fighting each other. Where like, like Romulans and Kardashians are more of an allegory for like prison camps and Nazis, communism gone awry and stuff like that. You you ever think about like, if you were, you know, they always they always make it a thing in in uh with the Klingons that like if you're on a ship and like you want to be promoted, like you gotta oh the first officer slipped up, time for you to stab him in the back and take his job. You keep what you kill. But like if you're like the Geordie of a Klingon vessel, as long as you don't screw up, you can you're gonna be living a pretty cush life. You're just like, I'm just over here turning a wrench. Nobody wants to fight me. I'm just the wrench turner guy. I right, love right. my life. Well, I think I think there's been a lot of discussions around that. Like there is the the class of Klingon warriors that are trying to be top dogs on whatever ship or whatever yeah. operation that they're in. And then there's the Klingon that just like makes the, the Klingon clothes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, let's put a bunch of like extra like metal stuff on here and like shoulder pads and whatnot. Like I'm just the tailor. And there's no one coming after the, t- after the tailor like, I will battle you. For top position of Klingon tailor, like, like there's all the the rest of the Klingon population is just like, oh, we just we just live our normal lives, and then maybe we think about honor every now and then, but we don't take it as seriously. You as gotta like, figure the Klingon tailor's got is in an optimal position because he's just adding more and more metal, and anytime, anytime somebody comes in and they're like, this armor is too heavy, he's like, where is your honor? The heavier <laughs> the armor, the greater the glory. No, you know the Klingons are going in and they're like. You know, this inseam is like really itchy. Like it's really, it's messing up my thighs. Where is your honor? Where, where is your warrior spirit? Yeah. Yeah. You have gone soft. And they just like it to shrug off any responsibility for their poorly constructed clothes. (laughs) Also, there's like, there's Klingon worm farmers for their food that they eat. Like, like, are they battling each other to be top honorable (laughs) worm farmer? I don't think so. They're just battling each other to like take over each other's worm farms. <laughs> I've defeated you in battle. Your your worms are mine. Is no, Klingon culture worse than Ferengi culture in that respect? I kind of like, think Klingons are worse than Ferengis. Ferengis are like everything is money. Everything you have can be used as currency in one way or another. 
but the Klingon and you're like, oh man, these guys are hyper capitalists. What, uh, how terrible they'll just do anything for money. Well, the Klingons won't do anything for money, but they will do is just kill you. Right. For over fun. And over, the Ferengi, like maybe they kill you. Maybe they don't. They'd probably rather ruin you than kill you. Is that better or worse than, would you rather be broke or dead, Ryan? I'd rather be in business with the Ferengis than like have to do politics with Klingons. <laughs> I mean, if you're Ferengi, you just have to memorize like 386 rules. Why doesn't, why doesn't the Federation look at the Ferengis and go like, oh, we can just own these people because we have replicators, like whatever they want, we can just trade with them and they'll do whatever we want. Like the, it would be the, sim- well, because then the, the simpler, are- the simplest like diplomatic arrangement ever. Oh, you want gold pressed latinum? We have a thing. We just, we just ask for it and a thing makes it like, I feel like there's probably something like that. Latinum can't be synthesized. Probably just like, alcohol. welcome to 60 cycle. Um, the star Trek podcast. <laughs> All right. What's new with you, man? <laughs> I finally got my high spirit guitar. Do you, you didn't, why didn't you get it down before we started recording? Because I'm a dumbass. That's true. And now you're going to smash it on the table. <laughs> I'm going to drop it on the table and ding it. But jokes on you, Steve. You I've, already did. I removed the part of the guitar where dings happen when you drop them on the table. <laughs> <laughs> this is my high spirit guitar. Uh, I've probably already published a full video on it, so I won't bore everyone with the full details. But I'm very happy with it. I'm very excited about it. And I'm a little bit in love with it. And it's mine. And you can't have it. Uh, But High Spirit has committed to making up to six more bodies in this style. So if you like this body style, you like High Spirit guitars, uh, you could have this body style. And it's kind of a limited thing. I'll say that I co-designed it. I took an existing high spirit body shape and I did some funky things to it in Photoshop and I asked Connor very politely and gently, um, what do you think about this? And he's like, yeah, let's try it. <laughs> I, I still think my favorite thing about this is how the, the pick up or the, the plug is in the little cut, cut out down here. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. My thought with this is trying to do the, uh, the Fender Maverick thing. Cause right. I have that, that Tysco style uh, take on a Fender Maverick that I sold a while back. I was like, I really like this shape, but I don't really like playing the guitar. So right around when I sold that is when I put in the order for this. And I wanted to bring that characteristic into it, that really funky fin tail on mm-hmm. here. And I also changed the shape of the horns versus the original uh, high spirit shape. And it's just got this kind of like Yamaha meets Maverick. Yeah sort of vibe to it really thin wood body on here really compact neck that actually kind of reminds me of my duo sonic i connect to this guitar i connect with the the high spirit builds in general um so i'm just stoked on this thing i've I've been playing it a lot and he made these these pickups for it mm-hmm. when i demoed uh that pink guitar uh, i was like man this is a lot of fun i kind of wish the pickups were twangier they had this really like thick rich kind of dark sort of sound. It's like, I'd love like a twangy set of pickups in my guitar. So he went through a couple different versions of pickups that he designed. And he made these pickups that are like a really super bright, like strat slash telecaster sort of sound. It's just 
full blown out twang. Yeah, they sound fantastic. I've been having a great time with this guitar. I love it. Thanks, Connor. Go put it back. I'm gonna put it on the on the oh, rack over here. Fancy. Put it on the rack. And I love the color too. <laughs> I uh, he asked me what color I wanted. And I thought about it for a while. I don't own any, own any green guitars. So I started looking around for like samples of green. Mm -hmm. And I just found pictures of Dodge Chargers that oh, are that okay. green. I was like, this is the green that I want. <laughs> and the pick guard too. I mean, I mentioned all this in whatever video I make about just it. I'm watch sure. Watch the video. It's two pick guards sandwiched on top of each other, a clear tort on top of anodized gold. It gives it like super depth. I it is. I like don't know if it comes off on the video, but super dimensional. Person. Yeah. And like metallic and bright, but it like shifts with the light. I'm stoked on this guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is the most customized for me guitar I've ever owned in my life. Outside of things that I've done on my own, which are all hack jobs, you know? Right. Yeah. So that's my what's new. It's a big what's new, but that's it. That's a big old what's new. That's a big old new. <laughs> All right. You ready to hit this ad? Let's hit this ad. Yeah, let's hit this ad. I forget which one we're doing. Uh, is this the mermaid? We're doing the car talk. The car tar. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Stay tuned is, for the mermaid oh, guitar, guys. Oh, my gosh. This is so much worse than I... Oh, it's really what? bad. This isn't a guitar, right? This isn't really a guitar? This is really a guitar, Steve. What? Made out of real guitar parts. Oh my gosh. This is horrific. <laughs> oh. It looks like a cake. It does. <laughs> Look at the way the neck con connects to the body. <laughs> and it, in some pictures, you can tell that parts of the body are actually made out of like spray foam or something. <laughs> Car shaped. Custom built, handmade electric Look guitar. Look at the string trees. Look at the strings going through the string trees. <laughs> this is uh, in. This is Look being this. sold by. Look at this phone. Yeah, I, I'm. I, <laughs> this is being sold by Goodwill Industries of the Columbia Willamette. So this is in uh, Washington or Oregon or something. Uh, this sold. It's sold. It got three bidders on it. What? Uh, and it sold for $152. Why? I do not understand how this sold. I guess if you really love Camaros. Okay, so it is, for the listeners of the audio podcast, it is a guitar, in theory, with a neck. The body uh, kind of resembles a, a red guitar shape. But then most of the guitar body is actually a really sloppy representation of a Camaro. But it honestly looks like a cake. It looks like a cake from, and not like one of those good cakes that tricks you from like a TV show where, like a Japanese TV show where everything is chocolate, like the doorknobs are chocolate and mm -hmm. they go around and have to bite everything. No, it looks like a cake that you would buy from the grocery store. Like it looks like, thick frosting looking at closer pictures of it all sorts of various joints seem to be made out of spray foam and then hand brush this, painted this, over this is art this is capital a art uh the headstock 
has uh, <laughs> the Chevy logo with SS painted on it, but it's all very hand-painted. This is outsider art. This is folk art at this level. <sighs> I honestly... Like, it has frets on it. It has frets. It has strings. It has the uh, the Bigsby uh, Sorkin Bridge, and it has a lipstick pickup in the neck. And it has a volume knob that's that's hiding on the bottom edge of the guitar. And the the jack is on the back. Did you look at the this neck? Did you look at these frets? Yeah. Look at them, Ryan. They get longer. They're getting longer <laughs> no, and yeah, longer. No, that's what I was. I was laughing at the way the neck connects to the body. Where do you even get long frets like that? You just get regular fret wire and then you make it longer. This is like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know what this isn't? Right? Okay. This might be a Camaro, but you know what this isn't? It's a Camaro. No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a bitchin' Camaro. It's a, it's a bitchin' Camaro. Oh, no. Look at this. What is going on on the back of the neck? Is that reflection or is that weird lines? Gosh. Uh, it looks wrinkly and veiny. I think... There is no smooth part. Look at all the dimples and waves across that neck. There is no part of this guitar that is straight or smooth in any way whatsoever. I think what you're seeing on the back of the neck is a combination of like a really funky grain. Because if you look at the back of the headstock, there's some like really big grain on the back of this headstock. It's more than that. Like I think it's that. I think it's big grain combined with way too thick lacquer or way too thick poly, way too thick whatever. Extremely uneven sanding. Like, yeah. It looks like the whole guitar was was carved with a butter knife. <laughs> and then like there nothing fit together right, so like all the gaps were spackled with spray foam and then it was hand hand brush painted with like house paint or something like that. Is this whole body made out of foam? Are there any wood It I, mean, might... I guess the back of the body looks like wood. The neck is made out of wood mostly, I think. I think well, oh so I think what happened here is in order to in order to do this guitar or this car on the face of the guitar, they like sprayed. They basically did like a maple cap, but with foam, <sighs> right? And it's not like a maple cap where it's like an eighth inch maple cap or a quarter inch maple cap. It's like a three inch layer of foam that they then carved down to this shape, and then they went, "Oh crap!" And that's why the neck is mounted the way it is because the neck is mounted to foam, right? They couldn't even drill the tuner holes right. Look at this giant gap at the tuner. Look at this, what I'm pointing at. Ooh. But Ryan's got a zero fret, so everything's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it also has some sort of roller nut thing behind the zero fret. Just for extra jingle. Everything about this is a disaster. No part of this makes sense. No part of this is redeeming. But look how low the action is. It's got a penny. He goes up to... Wait, hold on. Isn't that how you check the tire tread on your car? (laughs) 
You put a penny upside down, and depending on where it lands on Abe's head. Oh my gosh. This is pretty. What if it plays amazing? I it, can't believe there, it does not play amazing. I can't believe someone bought this with money. Yeah, there's there's no way it sold for $152, three bids. There was a highest bidder on this. How is that possible? This doesn't, I, I don't know. It's this nuts. doesn't deserve to hang on the wall of the worst TGI Fridays in America. Like the worst Bennigan's doesn't deserve this guitar hanging on, on its wall next to a broken banjo. Like it doesn't make any damn sense. It doesn't, it just doesn't like, it's not even, but if this was hanging on the wall of a TGI Fridays here in San Diego, I would go to that TGI Fridays just to look at it. And I would be like, well, I guess I'll take some wings or something. I'm going to sit here and stare at this if, chimera, this disaster. If this guitar was on the wall at a TGI Fridays, I would call in a fake bomb threat to that TGI Fridays to get it evacuated, and then I would burn that TGI Fridays to the ground. So you would call in a fake bomb threat, and then you would do a real firebombing of it. Is it okay? This is a super rich Steve. This scenario. isn't even super rich Steve. This is real Steve. This is real Steve. But the super rich Steve scenario is would buy the TGI you would Fridays, buy the TGI Fridays, and then burn it to the ground. But you would take the guitar out of the TGI Fridays first, and you would make the guitar watch the TGI Fridays burn to the ground. And then I would throw the guitar into the end. And then after afterwards, my insurance company would call up and they'd be like, "Would you like to file an accidental burn down?" I go. No, I burned that down on purpose. And I set up this insurance policy for the TGI Fridays, even though I knew I was going to do this because I'm super rich, Steve. And then you laugh and throw money into the air. And then I buy the insurance company and burn it down. <laughs> That's what you get for questioning my motives. <laughs> I, I really like this storyline with super rich steve i like the idea this is what billionaires should be doing they should be buying insurance companies and burning them to the ground and they'd be like oops i didn't have insurance for my insurance company uh-oh <laughs> I, I cannot afford to ever win the lottery <laughs> I have too many bad ideas. <laughs> I say let's skip whatever whatever other topic we had. Let's go to the last ad and let's Hold get on, out of man. here. We got a lot to do. Yeah, we First got. We got to talk about Chase Plus Audio. We got another sponsor. Chase Plus Audio. They make pedals more creative than you. Why did you pick a pedal they don't make anymore? Because it's cool. It you is cool. They, there's a lot of pedals they don't make anymore, but this is a really cool one. It's the Condor. You might be thinking, an EQ pedal. That's boring. Wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. That just clipped my headphones. This is one of the most exciting pedals out there. Go buy one used. Track it down. Pay six thousand dollars for one if it's the only one left in the world. It's not just an EQ pedal. It's a drive pedal. It's a wah. It's like it's a modulation. It's it's so many different things. This is the headspace Chase Bliss operates in. They can take an EQ pedal and make it incredible like the most special thing on the planet guys am i overselling this pedal right now <laughs> no the, everyone i've known who's owned a condor loved it the condor is an amazing pedal this will be the clon of the future 
2036 is going to roll around and these are going to be worth 29 billion dollars so go buy one let's right see now what's on reverb let's see where they are on reverb go right to chase bliss right now and be like you got to bring back the condor i heard it's the clon of 2037 right now uh condors are going the cheapest condor i'm seeing is 515 oh 500 dollars even i'm rich um i'm gonna go out on a limb and say if you got out of doge at the right time reinvest in a condor get out of doge get into condor upgrade that animal cryptocurrency is for suckers condors is where it's at speculation on the open guitar market that's where it's at Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. somehow it feels like we're promoting people to buy buy limited edition pedals in bulk i wonder if joel ever listens to our sponsor spots i wonder what he thinks of this nonsense Joel, if you're listening, send me a message and tell me what you thought of this. Please don't fire us. Chase Bliss, thank you for continuing to support this programming. We deeply appreciate it. We love your products. I honestly love the Condor. I think it's an extremely smart pedal. It's extremely useful. It's wildly versatile. And you can expect that from every Chase Bliss pedal, whether Mm -hmm. they're in production or not. So go check out Chase Bliss pedals today. Tell them we sent you for pedals more creative and better looking than you are. Check out Chase Bliss Audio. Uh, this last ad was sent to us by Chris Reynolds. It's called Big Mermaid. <laughs> the Big Mermaid. That was me doing a joke on the Little Mermaid. Like, this is yeah. the Big Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> I can't look at this and not laugh. <laughs> is this an Ibanez? <laughs> I don't know. Custom acoustic electric guitar with Bigsby tailpiece tremolo. <laughs> they they spell tremolo the way you say tremolo. <laughs> uh, and mermaid scrimshaw in great. What's scrim? I don't know what scrimshaw is. It's the art. It's the art where like sailors carve into bone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, unique things that are good. Plays great. Great sustain. Holds tune well. Very low action. Clues on Gibson type machines. Scrimshaw mermaid Ariel actually carved in the back of the headstock. They say that that's something good, but if this Scrimshaw mermaid's name is Ariel and you buy this guitar, Disney is going to sue the hell out of you. No, our Ariel exists as a character outside of Disney. It's a classic literature. Uh, Disney owns that name. Disney maybe owns some, that name. Maybe in some countries. Mermaid. Maybe in some countries, but not officially. And, they, and they, in Mars. They adapted that story from older I literature. I know. It's from Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Mermaid. There you go. Steve the Han, knows is it. Hans Christian Andersen? I don't know. I think it is. Uh, as far the, as I know, it was written by, you know, Moses. <laughs> <laughs> the Bigsby tailpiece wasn't just haphazardly screwed. It, did you ever watch Ponyo? Uh, no. Ponyo is uh, the, same, the same source material as The Little Mermaid. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, the Bigsby tailpiece wasn't just haphazardly screwed into the thin wood top. It was blocked up from the inside and screwed into that. I've been playing it for about two months, approximately 200 hours and holding steady. Uh, things, things that are bad. It's a few years old. Wait, he's been playing this for about two months. I knew you were going to do the math on this. 200 hours. That is like four hours a work day. I guess that's doable. That's a lot of hours. It's a lot of hours to things put that into are bad. A it's a few years old, maybe eighties. Light scratches and wear, cracks and veneer on and on sides and around pegs and electronics. BB BB size hold fills. Electronics not original. Has seen better days. Uh, this is, is is this is 
and as is sale with no returns unless delivered not as described free shipping to lower 48 seats only i would say if you bought this and when it gets to you you do not like the scrimshaw mermaid ariel actually carved into the back and headstock then that is not a thing that is good that is a thing that is bad therefore this guitar is not delivered as described Ooh, I like the I like the skull on the Bigsby. I do think that that's a neat touch, but it needs like more pirate theme stuff on it if you want that skull on the front. Everything there we've got. You thought the car guitar was bad. Everything about this makes my bones hurt. This is currently listed for sale on Reverb for four hundred dollars, a two hundred dollar price drop from six hundred. I watched the video that this guy has on his listing. Of like how he made it or what it sounds like. Yeah, he talks about he talks about the guitar. He talks about how he came to own it. It was a friend's and the friend passed away. And so this guitar was at his friend's house and he brought it home and did this stuff to it. He did this stuff to it. He's taking credit for it. Um man, where do I even start? Wait, so he got this guitar. It's his it was he got it from his friends. It's his dead friends. And he decided Rest in peace. He because I was gonna say if this was already like this from his friend then no, his friend didn't do this no no, i know you said that uh, but i'm saying if if it was like this from his friend then they should have buried the guitar with him it sounds like it was just laying around like it wasn't his friend's prized possession or oh, anything like it's that just there um a, a detail that i want to present to you and i want to get present your away. reaction to it because you didn't catch it while you're reading it and looking at it mm-hmm. what do you think is going on with the strings and I those saw, pens, I, the end pens. He drilled holes through the end pens. He drilled holes. It's an acoustic guitar with an acoustic bridge with a Bigsby mounted behind the acoustic bridge. He drilled holes in the plastic string pens so that the strings could pass through them. All he had to do was remove the pens. Why did he do that? I don't understand this person. I'm frightened by this person. I don't understand this logic he, at all. Does he play the guitar in the video? He does. And he actually, he's fine. He plays some like covers of some classic rock songs or something like that. He's fine. And it sounds like a guitar. I do not. I, I feel threatened by the existence of this person. All right. Songs you are allowed to play in your cover band. When you own this guitar, smoke on the water. Um, I was anything from, I'm, anything I'm, from the Little Mermaid soundtrack. I'm getting big parrot head vibes from this, like mm, big Jimmy mm, Buffett mm-hmm, fan mm-hmm. vibes. But he, I didn't hear him play any Jimmy Buffett. Something that drives me a little bonkers is that the the art on the back of the guitar, the yeah. mermaid carved into the wood. Okay, the wood on there is not wood. That is a painted on wood texture. That is not a wood. He painted that on there to look like wood. Oh. Like I can tell just by looking at it. Like you don't think it was taken down to bear and then just painted that way? If he did, that's really weird wood for guitar. It looks painted onto me. Because you wouldn't expect to see those like side knots. Yeah, on a, on a guitar. It's really weird. I think he painted the wood pattern on there, and it's also a really odd color for 
would to be on an acoustic well guitar. i think i think it's like He's I was going thinking for it was like a reverse or like a reverse burst or not reverse burst, but I was thinking it was like a Sienna burst thing where he took it down to raw and then kind of burst it out towards the edges. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that is wood, but it looks painted on. It looks like a painted fake texture to me. And then this, the art on the back, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry if the guy selling this guitar finds, finds this episode and hears us talking about this. That mermaid is whack. <laughs> I think you could get away with that style of art if it was like true scrimshaw scale where it's carved on a little chunk of bone and mm-hmm. like the mermaid was this big on the pit guard or something like that. I think you could get away with the style of this. But there's so much about this art that hurts me to look at. I do think there's something going on. I don't here even want to get into the details of why. Where, you know, because the art is on the back, like, I, I almost obviously there's not room for it. You'd have to completely change your, your overall where this is going. <laughs> um, I feel like the fact that this is on the back. And all you get on the front is the word Ariel, the name Ariel on the headstock, uh, which looks like something that I would draw while I'm trying to stay awake during an early morning meeting uh, <laughs> if I knew how to draw, which I don't. So there's that. And a skull on the Bigsby, which again, I actually think the skull on the Bigsby has promise if they would have done anything else if the whole front of this guitar it's amazing that like this guitar is so bonkers that the skull is a is a good part if the front of this guitar was giving you like full on uh jolly roger vibes which i mean it is black but you and you just got this tiny like if they're if the front of this was giving you like goonies vibes like full on right like, right like Piratey, Go full pirate lean and then you flip the thing over and this art is on the back i'm not going to say it's good art but at least i can make it make sense it's on brand right now it's I'm, business in the front party in the back this is the this is the mermaid guitar. this is a mer mullet guitar God. i wish that mermaid had a mullet <laughs> I need to see a mermaid with a mullet right now. That's, that's a, an amazing that's a, visual. That's a weird fetish. It's actually, it actually makes practical sense. Think about being a mermaid that lives underwater. You don't need your hair flying in your face all the time as you're yeah, swimming around. You, you, you want to have a short mullet. on a mullet. Mermaids should have mullets. Holy hell, Steve. That's brilliant. <sighs> thank you. Thank you. But I mean, you look at this guitar Weirdly, the Bigsby on an acoustic guitar is the most normal thing about this. The buckling and cracks all along the 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 side edges of the acoustic hurt to look at. Like this guitar looks like it's a, a bad tuning away from a full yeah, physical it, failure. It kind of looks like whenever this um whenever these uh things were put on, they were just screwed on like way yeah. too tight. I mean is, Gretsch- which I've done that kind of install. Um, but it goes all the way around the body. No, I know. I, I'm what I'm saying is I've done this this uh, kind of input install, which it's also kind of weird that the battery pack is here. But whatever. Yeah. 
um, on the on the plug. I know some some of them do that. Uh, I installed a preamp on an acoustic guitar. It's not that if I can do it, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. I did not put big crap. I mean, this could I mean this could also be caused from abuse, but this looks like it's from like these parts being over tightened. No, is it. I don't even know how, because those cracks go around the whole body. Like, I almost it almost looks like water damage. Like this guitar, it, which would make sense. A mermaid had it. A mullet mermaid had this underwater for a year, or something, and it, the wood warped. I lean into like refinish this whole guitar. No, don't do anything with this guitar. Get, this guitar is retired now. Do not do anything more with this. Is it retired or is it just tired? Salvage the Bigsby off of it. (laughs) Salvage whatever parts you want. Like sell this guitar at a swap meet. Give it away on offer. Light it on fire in honor of your friends. To whoever wants it as a decoration because they like that mermaid art. This guitar is cursed. It's a cursed guitar. This guitar is cursed until it's returned to its rightful owner. Sire, mermaids are supposed to be sirens that lure you in. This guitar is repelling to me. This is not a siren <laughs> guitar. Oh, boy. I'm sorry if the person who did this, the owner of this guitar who's trying to sell it, got wind of this episode and you're hearing all the negative things we're saying. I'm sorry, but... It's, are are it's, you really sorry? It's really rough. Really sorry. It's really rough. All right, tell us about the song, Steve. Yeah, the song was sent by... Uh, um, the song was sent by Josh Wren. Uh, he says, I wrote this with just my Telecaster and some help from the iOS GarageBand app. I was going for a Leonard Skinner meets Red Hot Chili Peppers vibe. Uh, this is Plutar. The song is called Red Lizard. Skinner plus Peppers.
This is the peppers part. Yeah. Disorienting. Shrek cackled. What? The witch specialized in horrors, but one single look at Shrek made her woozy. Somebody put a clip of Stanley Tucci reading some kind of Shrek thing. What is going on? That was really weird and wild, and I can't decide how I feel about it at all. Like, it made me feel dizzy. I'm just going to say... Thanks for sending it in. <laughs> Please send more. Bye, everyone. Stay grounded.